Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. Did you know that when your heart decides the destination, your mind will design the map to reach it? Hello, this is Apostle Bird, and I bring part three to you today of Prisoners of Hope, Hopelessness, or a Champion of Faith. Did you know that Satan's ultimate goal is to possess? He is a wicked body snatcher. He doesn't just want to borrow your body. He wants to steal, kill, and to destroy your soul, your faith, your hope, and your life. He is a destiny thief. He is a wicked tyrant and a hard taskmaster. For a believer to be hopeless is a diabolical siege of oppression against them. Sinister strategies of dark spirits are slowly released against you to bring internal and external oppressions against you. Internal oppressions involve the psychological attacks upon your mind. External oppressions deals with the physical attacks against your body and your senses. These are low-level demons that must be dealt with on a daily basis. The word demons mean torment of the mind. They must be eradicated. God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.10 these words, See, behold, and get a vision. I have set you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. That means to eradicate. In the book of Ephesians, Apostle Paul refers to every believer as a born warrior. It is their destiny to be assaulted and their duty to be attacked. When a soldier suits up for battle, the helmet was the last piece of armor to go on. The final act of readiness in preparation for the battle, in preparation for combat. It is important to have faith. And to be hopeless at the same time is absolutely impossible for a born-again believer. The very fact that the helmet is related to salvation, deliverance, perseverance, soundness of mind, and deliverance from the molestation of enemies indicates that Satan's arrows are directed at your thought life and my thought life. And the scripture says, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. If you and I lose hope in the future promises of salvation, there can be no security, no faith for the presence. The scripture says, now faith, now faith, present tense faith. I am told that indecision, doubt, and fear dominates about 85% of people's minds and hearts around the world. If that statistic is true, it explains why so many drift through life without purpose, suffering paralysis from overwhelming thoughts of the past, inability to set goals and achieve them, no meaningful changes in the quality of their life, 
chronic self-doubt, self-defeating inner conversations, difficulty moving their career or their business to the next level, low self-esteem and self-confidence, a lack of sustained drive, motivation, and focus, and relentless efforts of fear that trouble their minds and their hearts that never allow them to move into new possibilities. Wrong thoughts come into our life just like a phone call. The first thing you do is ask who's calling. You must take authority and take every thought captive that's not of faith and don't let thoughts in your heart go unanswered. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, Paul says, take every thought captive. Anything you do that doesn't spring from a heart of faith is sinful, and it is falling short of the glory of God that God approves. Romans 3.23 and chapter 14 and verse 23. Many believers don't see the importance of maintaining a quality of consistent faith, a faith walk on a daily basis. Not just only a faith walk, but a faith and obedience walk of their lives. Faith and obedience are spiritual principles. Understanding is not needed for obedience, faith is. If we obey only when we understand, we have reduced God to our size, someone who always has to explain themselves before we respond. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, Paul the apostle penned these words, Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith, faith is in the present tense, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Faith gives life to hope, and hope strengthens our faith. You cannot have one without the other. Faith is coming into agreement with what God says and hope anticipates its reality. Every promise, every prophetic word God has given carries in it life that can only be anticipated by faith. The only person who can overcome the unrelenting crisis of the world is the people of God. Faith is believing in the dark what Jesus has promised in the light. He promised that he would be more than enough. That's what he told the Apostle Paul. He would be more than enough. He said this promise would be an anchor in our soul. It is impossible for God to lie. I want you to get that in your heart, child of God, kingdom person. It is impossible for God to lie. And there is an anchor. There is something that is steadfast that is in your soul, but it's going to take faith. It's going to take you to believe God, believe beyond what you see, believe beyond what you feel, believe beyond what you are currently connected to. You see, it is impossible for God to lie. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, these words, 
that by two unchangeable things and which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for the refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters into the presence behind the veil. Did you know that your faith takes you into the throne room of God? We are in an hour of contending for our mountain-moving faith. We live in a society that is that is virtually void of Bible-believing faith, of kingdom-believing. It takes no faith, no genius, no effort to stand and rehearse your present conditions. Every person who refuses to accept the presence as an inevitable end will move from hope to mountain-moving faith. The heartbeat of God is to extend total release to those who have been under locks and chains of hopelessness. God's word states that the anointing you have received from him will come upon you and destroy every yoke and remove every burden. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, these words, seeing then that we have a great high priest, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Hold to it, child of God. Don't you turn it off. Don't you turn it loose. I want you to hold fast to the confession of your faith. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. Let me also include 1 John Chapter 2, verse 27, these words, but the anointing you have received from him abides in you. Let me encourage you, child of God, there's an anointing of the Holy Spirit that is aside in you, and that anointing abides in you. It's a powerful anointing. It's a yoke-destroying anointing. That anointing will release you into the future that God designed for you. That anointing will drive back and eradicate on a daily basis, every demonic spirit that attacks your life, attacks your children, attacks your family, that anointing is the powerful anointing. It's the anointing that Jesus delivered. It's an anointing that the Holy Spirit brings into you. It's a confident hope. It is a faith that releases the axes of God against every evil work of the adversary. Prophet Isaiah said in chapter 10, verse 27, and he said, it shall come to pass. And I want to pause right there so that you can repeat those words. It has come to pass. I want you to say it again. It has come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders and the yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. There's an oil that is flowing from the throne of God. And I want you to be encouraged, child of God. I want you to be encouraged, kingdom citizen, because this day has come upon you as I declare it and decree it to you. Even in your hearing right now is a burden removing anointing. And that anointing will take off of your shoulders the weight of this world, the lies of this world, the deceptions of the devil. It will 
Take thought that anointed. It will lift that weight off of your shoulders and it will remove the yoke from your neck and that anointing and that yoke will be destroyed. I am telling you the anointing oil of the Holy Spirit will destroy that yoke that has held you bound, will destroy that yoke of sickness in your body, that will destroy that lack that just seems to elude you and the prosperity of God's promise desire to come to you. The anointing of the Holy Ghost will break that lack and it will release you into the harvest and to the promise for this day. This day, it is time to reprioritize your life and to determine what is important to God and you in this hour. Our nation has been victimized by the onset and the prevailing effects of COVID-19. The trauma of dealing with this pandemic has reached deeply into the soul of America and around the world. Every territory, state, country, and community and worship center and home has been touched by this lion disease. The discord in Washington, D.C. has eclipsed, I mean absolutely eclipsed into something that has absolutely have been dark and has brought a dark hour into our lives. But I got a good word for you. There's a yoke-destroying anointing, regardless of what you hear on your television. There's a yoke-destroying anointing that will lift all groaning and hopelessness. When trouble strikes, people are so hungry for hope that they will flock to those who have that anointing. And you, child of God, have that anointing. Hope and hopelessness are contagious, but faith is what brings victory into people's life. People have come faith to faith with their vulnerability. The believer's hope is anchored in an unmovable, indestructive nature of the promise of God. I sense a revival is coming and a reformation is on the horizon. And I want you, child of God, I want you to take that yoke-destroying anointing. I want you to release it. I want you to Declare it, I want you to decree it, and I want you to prophesy to every mountain of hopelessness and discouragement. And I want you to say, oh, great mountain, who are you? Today, you will be made a plain. This is Apostle Bird, and I can't wait to bring part four to you. I want you to know that I love you so very much. My wife, Deborah, and I, we think you are the greatest people on the planet, child of God. And we love you. And we want you to be blessed. We want you to be strengthened. We want you to walk in victory as the prosperity of the Lord is all around you. God bless you. Walk in faith. You are a champion. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.